Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 176 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Lisa Chapman. Now, you may know her from a little show called Dog the Bounty Hunter. Ring a bell? Yeah. We talk all about her experience in the public eye and how growing up with the infamous dog himself, Dwayne Chapman, as a father. We touch on how all of this contributes to her relationship with alcohol and how and why she chose to change it. This is a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we got your back and so does Exact Nature. Their safe, all-natural, CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you face the unique challenges of getting and staying sober. Whether it's curbing those cravings, wrangling in those changes in moods, or helping you get a better night's sleep. To learn more about their products and commitment to helping you in your recovery, visit exactnature.com. What I love about Exact Nature is they are produced and formulated by people who are in recovery themselves. It is 100% safe and natural to your recovery journey. Head to exactnature.com and use discount code SOBERGIRL20 for 20% off your order. Lisa, what's going on? Ugh. Great to be here. Really happy, excited, already I, laughing. I'm so, so stoked to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear and learn more about you because you oh, are just thank such you. an interesting person. You come from like such an interesting family. And yeah, I mean, I definitely want to talk about what you're up to now. You have a really awesome line of of like clothes like athleisure stuff right yes Um, but I want to back it up I want to talk about your bs story what was your bs self your before sobriety Lisa what did she look like 
Give us a little taste, a little nugget there. (laughs) I mean, if I had to use like the words to describe myself, I would definitely say I was kind of a hot mess. Mm. Um, I was very fun when I went out to drink. I was very exuberant. I ran my own business. Mm -hmm. So I really felt like I had it all together. And I really felt like, you know, my life... um, I had a really hard childhood. So coming out of that into adulthood and using alcohol and things like that, like I really thought that I was like the shit, yeah. you know, that I Super had grown like, up. done it. I broke the code. I can drink and I can black out because everybody does. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to laugh about it the next day and, you know, go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so like, rinse and repeat. My- exactly. Mm-hmm. My mentality, like, for getting sober really wasn't anywhere like I'm an alcoholic like oh yeah I crashed my car drunk and I had gotten a DUI and I had done a few things that like would maybe point me towards maybe I was an alcoholic but no none of those signs like flashed for me you know what I mean Yeah. yeah so um growing up you know um my parents are both at we're both addicts growing up so I have the pre-genetic disposition to that um my parents split at a very young age and my dad went through a lot when he lost his parents when he lost his mom specifically and he um really got taken control over by drugs like drugs and alcohol take down some really good people it doesn't matter who you are um you can struggle with it and you know, it's killed people, really great people. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself lucky that I didn't end up in that bracket. But growing up, I kind of had like this vision of like rock star mentality of partying. You know what I mean? Like go all mm-hmm. night and, and you know, <clears throat> sleep with women and do what you need to do. And um, where did like, you get I- that mentality from? Like where where did you learn that? Right? It's, it's a my dad behavior, was a right? biker. Yeah, my dad was a biker. Like get there we out go. here. Yeah. Yeah. He was part of the devil's disciples. And then when he turned like bounty hunter, he was like this good bad guy. You know, he was like the yeah. anti-hero or something. I don't really know. God. Yeah, your dad yeah. was like, I think I just remember watching like the show, obviously, and just being like in awe of him. Yeah right like just like how cool he is like how badass he is but also how like Uh common like collected he is I'm like that's powerful man that is cool and he's been that way like my whole life he had like what you see is what you get like from the hair to the boots to the like everything his persona like I spoke to him today and we were on the phone for like 20 minutes and he's like you know has these big conversations and everything's like you're sitting down at a speech with him or something so he's just extremely larger than life and he like sucks everything out of a room when he comes in I mean you can't look Mm -hmm. anywhere else Um, yeah yeah I met him and Hulk Hogan at the same time and I was like the world's gonna implode right here (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I can just totally picture that like I can just even picture like just that energy it's like just yes is there any oxygen left for the rest of us yes exactly I can't imagine being at like a big golden globe or something like just everywhere you turn is like someone to stare at you know totally (laughs) wow yeah so growing up with him you know I was always like extreme everything we did was extreme if we went fishing it was extreme if we went hiking you know 
And then in my teenage years, um, we had some trouble in our family and I went to live with my mom. So I completely like gave up on my dad. I was like, screw you. I'm out of here. I don't want any communication. And I went and I lived with my mom. And that was when they they turned downhill for me. My mom Mm. was an alcoholic and her husband was an alcoholic and there just really wasn't a lot of space for me um, in between their addictions and so it was really easy for me to steal alcohol it was really easy for me to you know numb myself in the way that they did to everything that was going on yeah and I would say by the time I was 16 like I was a full-blown drinking three times a week I was you know really using hard drugs all the time. Um, I had had a baby by that point. I had my baby at 15. And yeah, I went through like a crazy, crazy time just experimenting and partying. And, you know, I found myself in some really sketchy places. Yeah, (laughs) no girl should ever be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of came up out of that lifestyle when my dad started filming Dog the Bounty Hunter. And he reached out to me to come help with some babysitting actually and really? I yep I turned my back on Alaska and I just never looked back and I was 17 at that point I had a three-year-old daughter and yeah. I show up to Hawaii and I'm like you know an addict and very skinny and poor yeah. and like there's a camera in my face whoa yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And what overnight, was that like? Like it was crazy. The first season had just come out, so we had just started the second season. So he was like on TV at that point. Okay. And people knew who he was when we went public. And I went from being like this drug addict teen mom overnight to being Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter. And it was like that. Like I had a title all of a sudden and a name Holy and like shit. something to live up to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a lot of pressure too, you know, for a girl and a teen mom. And a young girl. Mm -hmm. And coming from the like, I don't want to say hillbilly, but like I lived a country life. Like we lived in a town of 350 people, um, like itty bitty tiny in the interior of Alaska, like absolutely tiny. And yeah, we partied all the time and we drove our four wheelers and we drove our cars and there was yeah. no cops, you know, for right. 90 miles. So we did whatever the hell we wanted growing up. Yeah. And then coming to Hawaii was like such a culture shock coming back to Hawaii. <clears throat> I can only imagine. And yeah. now like, do you feel like you have to be like accountable to all these other people around you now? I was like in a fog for like a year, like, a, yeah. like I want to say a straight year, totally. you know, just trying to find my bearings, honestly, getting off. I was using some really hard drugs at the time. So getting off of all those drugs and getting yeah. my mind back and, you know, um, dealing with the new family dynamics, getting to know Beth and my dad and all my new siblings. And, you know, it was it was crazy. It was yeah. to be dropped into that lifestyle and then expected to be. I remember going out to dinner in New York. Soon after I got here, we took a trip to New York and we went to this really fancy restaurant. And the only thing I knew on the menu was a burger. And I'm pretty sure it said like Chuck Steak something, something. And I was like, that's a burger. Like, I know that's a burger. Yeah. Because I couldn't, didn't understand anything else on the menu. Wow. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Massive culture shock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How did you deal? How... How did this, how, 
how did you make it through? <laughs> you just don't really have a choice. You know, um, yeah. we were put on camera and we were bounty hunting. So that was, you know, a good um, place to put a lot of my emotions towards a good outlet. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just got into the family business and I just kind of put my heart into everything. Yeah. And I said, like, this is what we're doing to make money. And I was nannying the kids in the daytime and then filming until we would catch the guy. So sometimes I would work from 6 a.m. until 2 o'clock in the morning and get up and do it what? all over again. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I had my dad's four kids and then I had my two kids and my, my daughter and my sister's daughter. And so I had like seven oh. little toehead babies at one point. <clears throat> oh, my God. I nannied all day and then yeah. when we would bounty hunt in the afternoon we would start filming right after school and yeah. so I would film with the crew until we caught the guy what is it like <laughs> bounty hunting like can you just give us a little kind of like rundown I mean I'm sure every case or every scenario is like yeah a little bit different but like what would like an average <clears throat> kind of like situation like look like I guess I could like it to like um internet stalking someone really intensely <laughs> you oh know, my like god that, that intense feeling like when you start to get there and you're like yes. oh yeah I'm finding I'm in like you know maybe creating a fake profile if anyone's ever done that before and when someone finally accepts you like that feeling <laughs> hmm, I have no that, idea what you're yeah. talking about I've never <laughs> heard of anyone I've, so I've heard a couple burner um, accounts no big deal <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's a thrill and yeah. you it's really emotional at the same time because like people typically don't like have this great wonderful life and then become criminals. You know, usually of course. they had something go on with them or wrong with them. And if they're really running, you get to know them really well. Um, yeah. like their family, what type of cigarette they smoke, where they sleep, what they eat, like everything. So wow. by the time you grab them, you're like, tell me, like, how are you? And then hi. And you kind of want to oh. hug them and cuff them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, you kind of have to, you have to learn everything about them. So you kind of like know their every move and and you're inside their head almost to, to, to catch someone you kind of have to be them you are yeah you, yeah you literally have to like dad just tries to figure out like where was their last known movements and you just follow that movement from right. there on and so you become really really entwined in their lives depending especially how hard they run if they run really hard you know them really really well yeah. and um also, wow. we also know them when we bail them out. You know, I've had people call me at midnight and I've gotten out of bed, went all the way across the island to bail them out of Kapolei Station. And then yeah. two weeks later, they don't go to court. And I'm like, really? Dude. <laughs> like, I got out of bed. Your mom yeah. got out of bed and met me down there. You know, yeah. like we paid all this money and we did all this for your success and you can't even show up at court, you know? So a lot of times you're like, you not only do oh. you know them, because of the hunt but you know him because you got him out right yeah that's so it's so frustrating but it's also so interesting and just goes to show you like no matter how much you love someone no matter how much you like support them wake up early for them bail them out of jail exactly you can't change anyone yeah you can't yeah and, it's and so, so it's crazy because my whole life I've had this, like I've jumped in and out of the addict or the alcoholic. And I, yeah. but at the same time, I've always had it running parallel to me because 
you know, my mom is an alcoholic. She still is. And like, you know, that's part of our work and that'll always be a part of me. So it's almost like this, like life that's simultaneously running at the same time as this sober life that I'm living, you know? And like, it's just whether or not you put a foot into that life, like, but it never stops because you stop drinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish, you know, once yeah. you stop drinking, I wish everything was just like, ta-da! ta-da! Perfect! Uh, oh, that makes so me much. giggle. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, so that was a really stressful time, um, you know, but I was mostly sober throughout the years on Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, wow. I had, there was one episode that diehard fans will absolutely know and love and where I get arrested in the episode and um you know front page of tmc and yada 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 yeah and i had just gone through a divorce and like i was out drinking and i had ghb in my system like someone slipped something in my drink and i mean you probably wouldn't even need to because i'm so tiny (laughs) like (laughs) you're like i'll do it myself they wasted yeah. their their DHB on me because two more drinks and I would have gotten there. You know? Yeah, totally. But I was safe. Thankfully, nothing wow. terrible happened to me that night. The best thing that could have happened was I ended up in jail that night. Honestly, best case scenario. Yeah. And um, that was a big thing in my life. But I was just kind of like, uh-oh, you know, I'm a blackout drinker. What are you going to do? You know? Right, right, right. That happens. Like, if that would have happened in my tiny town of Anderson, Alaska, yeah. you know, like the cops wouldn't even made it in time you know like yeah <laughs> who knows it wouldn't but, have been a big deal it'd be like yeah and it's friday like right on yeah interesting and my career through was spotted with little things like i remember being in nashville once and i was super drunk and i broke a table in a hotel room and i remember the cops like put me in my car and my dad had to come and, like get me out of the back of the car oh, and no um you know like little spotty drunken nights that like oh lisa's drinking again and yeah <laughs> there was like a rule where the film crew wasn't allowed to drink with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so looking back at it now hmm. you know <laughs> might be an issue <laughs> Yeah, yeah but it, it wasn't during that time really like my like really fun so drinky self like was after the show had ended and I was running a business I had started a business with my partner at the time we were doing red light therapy cool. it was open seven to seven every single day and yeah. my kids were raised in that shop you know 7 a.m to 7 p.m Oof. doesn't even leave a chance for me to take my kids to school and you know. Yeah, it was crazy hard. And when that relationship ended, it was like the hardest thing in the world for me. I was Mm. devastated. I was cheated on. I was wronged. I was, you know, heartbroken and like, poor me, poor me, poor me. And so pour me another drink. (laughs) Uh, Was it hard because you were like blindsided? Like, did you have any idea or any, like looking back on it now, you know, because like, we always learn or have more information when we actually like sit back and look at the whole picture here yeah I feel like my therapist says that my partner could have been a narcissist you know like Mm -hmm. I was going through like she can't diagnose someone she doesn't know but from what I tell her yeah yeah um you know it was just a really hard relationship so I think it's hard enough 
to live in this world in a really healthy relationship. But when you're in a relationship with someone who may be toxic and you have your own toxic things, you know, it can just be like gas and fire together. Totally. And so that's what I feel like was going on. And when that was over and that fire wasn't keeping my attention anymore, like Ooh. I was like, okay, let me set my life on fire another way. Right. Because um, you're so used yeah. to the drama, right? Like you're so yes. used to like the ups and downs, like your nervous system is like shot. Yes. In walks alcohol. And I wanted to tell everyone like my story, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had been wronged and I wanted to tell everyone like she cheated on me with a doctor. Like how the mm. heck do I overcome that? You know, oh my God. Oh. And it was our client and she blah, 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 you know? So I wanted like the world to know and I was yeah. angry about it. And, justice. Um, yeah. And I found that at bars and I found people who were like also heartbroken and also yeah. going through things and people that could commiserate with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's what led me into like my unhealthiest drinking periods. I want to say that's where yeah. I feel like I was really. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Not being the best parent I could have been to my yeah. kids, you know, um, going to the bar, like I was going through some photos today and I'm at the airport with my daughter and I have, I'm taking her picture through a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. through the image. And I'm like, yeah. uh, like, I'm pretty sure I sent that picture to a few people. I'm like, oh my like, God. Artsy. <laughs> yeah. Beer <laughs> art. She's like. She's yeah. like got a shotgun. She's like, oh, mom, you know, like, poor kid. And now I see that and I'm like, ouch, yeah. you know, and it's acceptable. And it's, 
I don't know. It, it, when I look back at those behaviors now, it makes me feel like, wow, I'm really happy I was able to quit. And I was able to like, you know, try out this other lifestyle of not drinking and see what that would be like. Yeah. Because that's all it was for me was a 30 day. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out for 30 day test. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Tell me more about this. Yeah. 30, so 30 days is like the common denominator in most people's stories. Just really just a heads up. Yeah. It, it, it either like starts with like a 30 day like trial period <clears throat> or like 30 days are like the most foundational like when you kind of realize like, okay, actually I can go more than 30 days and I want right. to go more than 30 days. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, after selling my business and going through all of that, yeah. come into 2020 and the pandemic and sure. the drinking, enter the drinking, mm, yes. <laughs> all the free time. Like, I remember barely being able to make it till noon, like looking at the clock on the oven, like noon, noon, noon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, noon was my it's okay to drink after time. Yeah. Oh, dude, we uh, all make these rules for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to justify and rationalize why, why it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And in September of 2020, everyone was doing Sober September. I don't know if you remember this, but it yeah. was like a really popular thing. Yeah. And so I tried and I couldn't make it through September. And yeah. I was like, dang, like, I think I gave myself a cheat weekend or something. Yeah. Totally. And the whole point was to make it 30 days without drinking, but like yeah. we were at a restaurant and there was beer. So, you know, why would I not drink it? Um, so yeah. it, it took me, so it's from September, 2020 all the way until June, 2021 mm -hmm. to actually get my 30 days in and not drink. So okay. in June I was, um, at a restaurant, had a couple beers, got home, noticed something on my dog. And I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to go to the vet. I thought it was ringworm. I was like, oh, yeah. help me, someone. Yeah. Um, I couldn't drive. And I was like, I could have drove, but yeah. I was, I had had a couple of beers and I like should not have drove. And yeah, I had gotten a DUI once already. So I was like, not about that life. And I, I had to yeah. call someone. And when I got there, I think I could smell the alcohol on myself. I'm pretty sure the vet could smell the alcohol. Yeah. It was really embarrassing. It was a shitty yeah. situation. She didn't have ringworm, <laughs> by the way. Right. She just okay. had like a little nice skin something. Um, but that was it for me. I was like, dude, I can't even take my dog to the vet. Like, it wasn't picking mm. my daughter up for school or crashing my car or the DUI or like the hundred of stupid things that I did when I was drinking that really made me want to mm. quit. It was... I had been trying for months to make it 30 days and yeah. my integrity was taking a hard hit. Like, mm. you know, when you promise yourself something, like that's the most imp important promise in the world. Yeah. And I was making excuses to myself, like to myself, you know, <laughs> like we only compete with ourselves. Really. If you think about it. Yeah. Like you and actually just... can't really compete with anyone else because you have no idea no. <laughs> what they're even doing, exactly. what they're not doing. Like, yeah, it's you. It comes down to you. <clears throat> so yeah. why was I like lying to myself and hurting yeah. myself and waking up on these mornings going, oh, my God, what did I do? And who did I text? And what the fuck did I post on Instagram? And oh, no. like, oh, my gosh, I love to like rap drunk. That was my favorite thing, um, <sighs> you know, live on Instagram. You know, yes. that was great dead yeah oh my God. they would just be up and i'm in hawaii yeah. so the time thing like 
it would be up all day for people in the middle. Right. <laughs> By the time I wake up at six, you know, it's yeah. noon. <laughs> oh, mortified. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided like, that's enough of that. And I did it. And I did my 30 days. And I got to tell you, my partner did not stop drinking. Okay. So it was fucking hard. Yeah. Like the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I think like I can, I know people who have gone to rehab and they've done like 30 days in these really awesome places. Like I didn't right. have that. I couldn't do that. And like yeah. with, but even having a little bit of notoriety, like everyone has know about that. If you do that, like it's going to get out. So sure. I just wanted to do it in my own fucking home and say like, you can be strong enough to not drink. Like, don't drink. Sit on your hands. Yeah. Don't drink. <laughs> and yeah. so that's what I did. Well, you can drink anything else but, like, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And doing that alongside your partner who, you know, we would always crack our beers together and we would always yeah. have our drink. And so she's continuing to crack her beer and she's continuing to get tossed. And, like, yeah. I would slowly, beer after beer, watch my partner disappear and, wow. like, get more and more annoyed you know and then yeah I would feel more and more jealous because she didn't do the crazy things that I did you know she didn't mm. she'd have some beers and get drunk and go to sleep you know right <laughs> like, right call it a night so I w- it was I was pissed like yeah. really pissed and it was hard but um as time went on and she saw like the things happening in me and not having it in the house. It's a complete lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. She, I wouldn't say that she quit drinking. Um, I'd say she's drank maybe two or three times this whole year. Okay. <laughs> you know? Wow. But, um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we've made it a really long way. Yeah. You know, and we've really done the work to scrub out the shit that alcohol leaves behind in your life. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard to do the work, to wake up every day, to feel like you're not some, like something's not wrong with you because you can't sit at a party and have a drink, yeah. you know, to be yeah. secure with that, to be able to sit with that, I think is something that's the hardest about getting sober, Definitely. you know, yeah, yeah. is like being like, why can't I just have a drink? Why can't I just be the one to be okay? Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I have yeah. a question about your relationship and and alcohol and like sobriety. <clears throat> Were you okay. afraid at any point? You know, because because it is a lifestyle change, right? It's a change. It's it's just right. a change. You're gonna be different, like you said. You would watch your partner drink, and you know she'd kind of like kind of disappear into a different person. Yeah, disappear. Yeah. Each and every person has been touched by recovery, whether it's a partner, son, daughter, best friend, work colleague, or yourself personally. Whatever your reason for recovery is, we are all in this together. At A Sober Girl's Guide, our mission is to build awareness, foster a strong community, and give you the tools to change your relationship with alcohol. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology created to help provide accountability for people in recovery. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones who can offer support in the event of a slip-up or relapse. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time to help rebuild that trust and foster peace of mind. Soberlink is currently building a strong community of people in recovery. Get inspired and inspire others today by joining the community at 
www.soberlink.com forward slash ASGG. Were you ever at any point like worried about your relationship and how the dynamics would change in that? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause we met at a time when we were both drinking really heavily Okay, and we were both like party really fun. We're Gemini's. We were born on the same day. Oh my God. No, we are party girls. Yes. And like, we were the center of attention and we were hot lesbians, you know, so like it was fun and we had a good time together. So I was like, shit, was I just like drunk the whole time and picked like, yeah, is this my drunk pick? You know? Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Like, do I actually like you? How's this going to translate? Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's something we both struggled with. And I think yeah. something we both knew is that we didn't like each other drunk. Like, mm. um, we like if we were both drunk, yes. But like, say, I would get really trashed. And when they got home, she, my wife would get home from work and I would already yeah. be trashed. She'd be like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. You know, if we were right. drinking together and on each other's level, then that was much easier. Of course. You know, but yeah. we both didn't didn't particularly care for a drunk Lisa or drunk Lay. Sure. So we knew that um and that person wasn't like beneficial in our lives in any way. Like they didn't yeah. go and put gas in our car for tomorrow or like right. I didn't wake up and drunk Lisa did my taxes for me. You know right. like <laughs> and I wouldn't trust her if she did. No. Yeah. The bitch would order Amazon. Oh and- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, max out credit cards and like buy people things that oh. she didn't need to buy them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. So I think we both looked forward to that. Like, okay, let's just see what happens. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's just let's just do some time of not drinking and see what happens. And yeah. we didn't put ourselves in restaurants. That helped a lot for a while. Okay. You know, or if we did, we went to ones like. Ones I specifically knew didn't have the beer that we liked or, you know, beer at all. And for a while, you do avoidance. You just do whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I did like the school of hard knocks, which has been my whole freaking life. You know, I didn't have I didn't have a lot of help. I didn't have a lot of, you know, safe environment and all of that. I just went cold turkey and dug my heels and elbows and everything into the ground and said I'm just stopping yeah yeah because I mean you've been in survival mode pretty much your whole life it sounds like yeah like I can do this I'm independent I can figure it out on my own it sounds like that came natural to you it was I think it was the only way at that point you yeah. know what I mean? It was yeah. that or like really put myself in some sort of inpatient. Like that was going to be my next step. Okay. You know, was like, hey, I can't actually do this. I've been trying since September of 2020. And yeah, I'm gonna need some outside influence to actually help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was my last step before that. And I had been in therapy for about a year at that point. Okay. Um, I started therapy in March of 2020. Um, so I had been in therapy about a year at that point, And I think my therapist, you know, she was really great that she didn't tell me to quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. Really, we should pat her on the back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you can't she, really tell anyone to quit. Drinking. No, they kind of got to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Right? And that connection just never like made it. So, mm. you know, like drinking could be a 
problem like drinking was the answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the problem yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely oh interesting yeah interesting that you say that so yeah. how how was your relationship now I mean it sounds like you guys like it's better without drinking right it is it's really great um she does drink like I said from time yeah. to time and it's not like my most favorite thing in the world sometimes I feel like like someone can go on vacation but you can't because of work and you're like yeah have a great time like yeah, yeah so yeah. much fun and like that's inside you're like Fuck. yeah I'm like damn I want to go on vacation yeah. you know? I just like, quit shit. this job like yeah what, what totally. are my options yeah. gotcha <laughs> so sometimes I'm I in the beginning I would like encourage it for her because I couldn't and I'd be like you should have yeah. a beer <laughs> we're at right. our favorite restaurant you should have a beer and then I we'd get home and I'd be like you're drunk I hate you and she'd be like what the fuck <laughs> oh yeah you told me have a beer and I'd be like but yeah. you didn't have to <laughs> <laughs> that was a test yeah mm. <laughs> totally gotcha. so it it took a lot of time to get where we are now and where we are now is just like yeah um she like the last time I think she drank was on like um St. Patty's Day and she had a grain beer we were out at a Irish pub yeah because you know I'm a glutton for punishment of course (laughs) why not just throw yourself into the fire there what else should a recovering alcoholic do on (laughs) St. Patty's Day (laughs) hit the bars but yeah I mean it works out she had a beer I think but it tastes like shit it makes her feel like shit she's also a personal trainer so I mean like Mm. you know she and so it it's not like alcohol is this magical like you drink it and you feel and you look amazing every time you know yeah it bloats you you feel icky you have dry mouth now you stink you know oh totally and you're always chasing that like 15 minute buzz like the first 15 (laughs) minutes of your first drink you're just trying to chase that yes I actually have dreams now I can feel the heat in my tummy like I drink margaritas in my sleep for some reason Mm, interesting okay yeah I can taste the salt like I can I can like feel the warmth as it goes down my belly in my sleep like and I have very vivid dreams and I wake up the next morning sometimes in my dreams I know that I'm breaking my sobriety and like exactly how many days it's been and I like almost put myself in that position and I'm like okay I'm doing it I'm taking this drink I'm breaking my sobriety yeah and I wake up and I'm like oh my god it was a dream thank god you know (laughs) Yeah, I mean those those yeah. are pretty those are pretty common. Mm-hmm. I I find that like I used to have a lot of them and I mean I've been sober for five and a half years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found that like when I really kind of like got my conscious and subconscious mind like both in agreement about right. like not drinking, I never have them anymore. That's like never good in to my hear. in my first year. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. 
Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Tons. Yeah, because I myself, I think, was like trying to still find my footing and like, well, is this really happening? Is this happening right. happening for real? Like, right. Wh- what What's going on? Because I was so conflicted and it was so, you know, God, we've been drinking for how long? You know, like a good 20, 25 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, a long time. Right. And so it's just like it's it's subconscious, like so much so much of the stuff we do. You know, from yeah. our, our roots that we drive home or from like just when you walk into the right. kitchen, what do you instinctually like grab, like go right. for? What, what cabinet do you open? Right. It's like these little things. If a lot of people live in that area, because I feel like I kind of live there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I am strong in my sobriety, but you know how they say like day by day or like sure. sometimes minute by minute, like sometimes everything kind of slows down and you are consciously like, no you know yeah I am not going to and it becomes more conscious the choices and they become easier but I've always felt ever since my sobriety started that I've really been in this like gray space I think it's because of the society we live in sure um I think just because it's so portrayed so heavily and it's so prominent in our everyday lives you know from tv to you know, um, going to the grocery store, like walking down the wine aisle, some days for me, I don't even notice. And other days right. I'm like, look straight ahead, look straight ahead, look straight ahead, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just different. I feel like if we lived in like a society where drinking wasn't so prominent, you know, it might be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. But it also could like then become something else. Right. It becomes our fixation. Right. Right. I think it's, yeah, it's like we kind of focus or we slip back into these like thought patterns or even like, I mean, it's like it's habits because we have been doing it for so long and it's comfortable yeah. and it's like what we know and it's, it's easy essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. going against something that has been so comfortable for so long is really yeah. fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. But it feels better. (laughs) It definitely does. But like, like it does, you know, you kind of have to keep on reminding yourself. It's like, you know, we forget because like our mind like flip back and be like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, oh, maybe I can just have one or maybe I can just have a taste or yes, you know. Yes. Something I haven't been able to do and I can't picture myself doing at this point is like non-alcoholic beers. Okay. Like I 
I, I just, it triggers me so badly. Like sure. um, the taste and the smell and the like, I'm just so not there yet. I don't yeah. know if I'll ever be there. Yeah. Um, I hope to one day be, um, but like mocktails, not so much mocktails, but like wines that don't have alcohol, but taste like wine. Like yeah. those things to me, like, I feel like would be so detrimental to my sobriety that I'm just okay. not there yet. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like no quite difference. Like if I'm gonna see it, taste it, smell it, I want to feel drunk. You know? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, like I can't wait to get there one day. And there's yeah. been a lot of things like putting myself in a bar and doing these things that I was like not able to do. Yeah. Um. But at this point in my sobriety, I'm like I don't know if I'll ever be able to have a Heineken Zero. Yeah. You know? Because well, it sounds like I mean you you guys definitely were beer drinkers right yeah. like that was yeah, your, I like that was your beer. weapon of choice beer vodka yeah okay. yeah so i mean it just sounds like <clears throat> but like why push it like why do you have to exactly like yeah yeah don't worry about I it i love ginger aid and oh, i like yeah. i can do a ginger beer the yeah. ginger beer doesn't trigger me at all i can drink totally. me a nice ginger beer i can order mocktails yeah. at restaurants um i'm i'm terrified that one day i'm not gonna get a mocktail <laughs> whenever i order something virgin i'm terrified that it's gonna have booze in it accidentally yeah, yeah. i'm like sniffing it yeah. i'm like <laughs> the no, opposite I'm, of my whole teenage years basically totally yeah. oh my gosh when we'd be like um i can't taste the alcohol in this yeah oh my god <laughs> i was such a little shithead oh it's like yeah because it's Malibu. a nice tequila you little psycho yeah. like oh yeah no um i mean why why push it why why bother if you have any kind of I mean this is what I recommend for anyone like if you have any inclination that it's like not gonna be a good idea for you right fuck it it. yeah and maybe one day yeah I guess it's just because you want to be like everyone you know and that's the same thing that sure stops me from drinking you know or made me drink is just that whole like wanting to be like and wanting to be able to be okay you know but subconsciously, I need a lot more time of without that beer, without that beer taste yep. to really reprogram myself, you know? Totally. And I don't even know if I want to program myself that way, you know? I mean, there's so many different options. Yeah. Like, literally, there's... So I call, like, the beer... Like, the non-alcoholic beers, spirits, and wines, like, I call those, like, uh, parallel like mm-hmm. options. Like, because they're very very close right they're they're Mm -hmm. they're right there Mm -hmm. um but like what about something like adjacent like yeah like a kombucha or like like a hop water or like it doesn't have to be directly you know what I mean like parallel to to the opposite yes and I do options I juice like nobody's business and I drink smoothies like nobody's business yeah yeah do you like kombucha you don't like kombucha no i commend you for drinking kombucha though it's not my favorite it's just a little sour for me oh it's too sour too sour okay yeah 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 i i my mother-in-law drinks it and she makes it and i'm like oh lovely no thank you (laughs) okay she's like an og kombucha lover oh yeah that's tough 
That's yeah. Tough to get situated. That's for sure. <laughs> and we live in Hawaii, so I feel like every time you turn around, there's like a kombucha stand somewhere. Probably, yeah. And it, it kind of took over here for a while. I'm like, sure. I see one more kombucha stand. <laughs> You're and like, they even have it. like kombucha beer now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> of like, course right. i know any way bleeding to, in yeah any way to sneak the alcohol in there Jeez, louise yeah. yeah so i would say like right now my um i'm just like figuring out how to get back into society with like yeah. where I am because I feel like I pulled myself out really hardcore to get sober and yeah. I lost a lot of friends honestly yeah. um not even because they were drinkers just because maybe they accepted my drinking behaviors you know and then yeah realized like those people probably weren't people you wanted in your life you know like <laughs> they kind of wanted well, a show you. or like the drama like yeah who knows what yeah. they wanted and sometimes you just outgrow people and, yeah. um, you know, not going to the same places and not having the same routine. I get up at like 5 a.m. now. Yeah. What? I do. I enjoy sitting here before everyone gets up and having my coffee in a quiet house. It's like my favorite thing. And like wow. watching all the news. And then I watch Tiny House Makers. And it's like my thing. And like, <laughs> if I say that to any of my friends who've known me my whole life, they're like, who the F are you? Which yeah. makes me feel like I've become a new person, you know, like yeah. now the friends that I want in my life are going to be different and they're going to have different interests because our interests don't align up. Like neither yeah. of us are right or wrong, you know, dude, it's, it's just evolution. the way it is. It's evolution. Yeah. You're changing, you're growing. <clears throat> I bet yeah. when you had like, okay, this is a great example. So yeah. literally like people ask me this all the time like about friendships and relationships and how mm -hmm. alcohol or the lack of alcohol changes those dynamics mm -hmm. so when you got like pregnant did that change who you started hanging out with too like did you hang out with more moms like did you like when when you you know were raising children did I mean, that change yeah. the dynamic I was a I was a teen mom yeah but yeah I think it I liken it a lot to like our my relationship you know what mm. I mean? Because like that was where I was like, hey, I'm growing and changing. And I feel yeah. like this is something that I need to do for myself. Yeah. So either this relationship will complement it or it won't. But I'm on this path. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't stop doing what I'm doing because sure. it doesn't align with this relationship, you know? Yeah. Like that's where things like you know how grandma used to say the trash takes itself out that's kind of what happens when you're on the right path like 100 percent yeah i literally <laughs> say that all the time yeah the trash takes itself out and it's not mm -hmm. right it's not wrong it's not good it's not bad it's like we're just we're supposed to grow we're supposed to change yes, yes okay. i hope so because yeah. I have been. And and when you're getting, like, such confirmation from the universe, like, you know, you're yeah. feeling good and you're happy. And, like, I bought a new car recently and my, oh my bank gosh. account looks better than it ever has. And, like, all of these things. I got married. And, yeah. like, I'm what? like, okay. Congratulations. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm yeah. doing the right thing. So I'm just going to keep on this. And, you know, yeah. like, it's sad for the things you leave behind and then the relationships and the people. And, yeah. um. It's just the way that life goes. If there's one thing I realize, it's that like life changes constantly. And no matter where you are, you're going to look back and go, wow, everything was so different, you know? Yeah. Whether that's 
five months ago or a year ago, you know, so you just have to live in that present moment and just kind of dig your heels in and go for it. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, just saying that it kind of reminds me of, so there's this little like ritual that I've done because like, like you said, you know, it's kind of sad to kind of almost like leave different parts of yourself, right? It's like, you know, you're changing so much. You see, you see the benefits, but it's also like, but I I used to be this person. I used to have these things and stuff like that. So what this ritual kind of consists of is like honoring and respecting and thanking that past self for everything that she's done, everything, you know, that she's done out of like safety to protect you, to, to get you to like where you are today and really Mm -hmm. honoring her and like releasing her. Absolutely. So that you can then align better with who you are today and to who you are becoming yes because if you're carrying all of that with you it's so much harder yeah you know releasing that is just it it's like weight lifted off your shoulders and it's like yeah it existed in a time and place like just because you let it go doesn't mean that it didn't mean anything you know it it existed Yeah. yeah it existed in a time and place and you were there and like you just leave that in that time and place you know you just decide not to carry it with you into your future and into your you know yeah. movements totally. yeah that's yeah. so sweet but just like loving and like honoring her and, and thanking like yeah you know what this is all I knew at that time thanks so much for pulling through yeah we're, let's onwards and upwards right I was what you call like a festival drunk. Like uh-huh. I like to like move from party to party. And, like, you know, <laughs> like I'd make my way around the whole bar. Like I didn't like from the old guy to the young and like people were like, oh God, but I didn't care. Yeah. You know, so that girl was fun. So I do honor yeah. her. You know, like she was a good time, Sally. Totally. Like in that moment, the next day, not a good time, Sally. I'm not waking up the yeah. next morning and, you know, all of those things. But like, I feel like that person that our drunk self that we see in our head is like way more yeah. glamorous than actually what they were. Always. <laughs> Always. Always more yeah. glamorous. That's why we kept going back so, to her. Yeah. That's why we kept, so, yeah. She was a hot mess and we commend her and thank her. It's like yes. Marie Kondo, right? She doesn't yeah. bring you joy. So you hug. Like, 100%. <laughs> oh my God. So what would you kind of, what would you kind of call or like label this part of your life? I would say I'm like rebuilding, Um, you know, and, and also being, I've had a lot of crazy stuff happen. So I feel like I have better goggles now for the bullshit. Mm. Um, I'm a really good, I love meeting people online. I've met most of my friends online. I know it's a sad thing, but whatever. Not at all. Um, (laughs) So I can recognize now things and people like when the drama starts up and things that my old self would totally have been like, Oh, let me get involved in this, you know, your relationship drama. And let me, I find myself turning away from the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself like not screaming at people and calling them fucking bitches. And, you know, right. like <laughs> I'm just rebuilding and yeah. 
trying to figure out like who's going to be in my life in the future. Um, My daughters are much older now. My daughter is 20, my oldest, and my youngest is 13. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like they're coming into this new part. I'm coming into a new part as a mother. I don't have little kids anymore, which is mind blowing um, because it's all I've ever known. So, you know, um, my wife and I just got married in June and we just built and moved into a new house that her parents helped us with. So, so it's just like, awesome. Yeah. It's just like life. And I really want to travel. I, like to drink when I travel so that's something that I haven't really kicked back into full-time yeah. I want to make sure that I'm like really super strong and I can go to Italy without having limoncello and I can do these things you know sure. and be super strong in my sobriety so yeah. um, I'm still in that building period of getting my support together you know yeah getting as much support as possible before I like let myself back into the world <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah I love it I love it where are out? you after five years? Wait, you have to tell me okay. what do I have to look forward to? <laughs> um, I think I think like more of what that, would you like, call it? Um, this part I would say is like the most like uh, this is so like random like random words, but like peaceful fun. If that makes sense, like it's like yeah. there's so much peace in my life that it's really fun and I thought like peace equaled boredom because I was so used to so much drama like super high highs super low lows you know like just right and you know I I felt like I had to be if it wasn't super dramatic like it wasn't worth my attention or anyone else's attention Mm -hmm. um but really that that really really messed me up like it really fucked with my nervous system like it just keeps me on high alert and I think like you said um you know I have a really great sense of like how to sense out the bullshit Mm -hmm. you know like I have a really good bullshit indicator like Mm -hmm. yeah so and I also am good at staying away from the bullshit now like I'm like wow I'm not going to say anything. I might grab a little popcorn. I might watch how this plays out. But I don't need to participate in this. Lisa, it's been such a fantastic time chatting with you. I feel like we could talk for hours. And there's definitely a part two in the future here. Um, But where can people find you and follow along with you? Definitely. So I have a website. It's babylisa.com. And my first name is spelled L-Y-S-S-A. So it's B-A-B-Y-L-Y-S-S-A.com. And my book is on there. I wrote a book about my childhood and what it was like growing up for me. I do talk a little bit about the show that book came out when I was about 23. So, um, you know, you can read a lot about the hardships that I went growing up and, you know, my drug abuse and things like that. Um, and there's also my clothing line on there. And of course, you can follow me on all my socials. And yeah, it was really, really a good time. I feel like we could just talk chat for hours. Oh, I'm gonna have to definitely. come find you. Bonnie hunt you down. And oh, shit. <laughs> well, if, yeah, I would listen, you can't, you can't hunt the, the willing you can't hunt the willing. Yeah. <laughs> come get me. Yeah. <laughs> How friggin' awesome is Lisa? I just 
love her. And I'm serious. We definitely need to do a part two because we just lightly scratched the surface. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave your comments, feedbacks. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. And remember, sharing is caring. If you have a friend, family member, or someone that you love that could use this episode, please share it with them. Sharing is caring. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you covered for any stage of your sobriety journey. We got your back, girl. Head to asobergirlsguide.com for challenges, workbooks, memberships, programs. We got you. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.